the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Oh, those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert. Attention. Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Oh my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know, Phone Boy. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. That's true. And welcome to episode 61 of The Lotus Effect, where, yeah, the show doesn't matter and the content's made up or something like that. Something like Uh, that. Yeah, um, but uh, the one thing I do know is that I'm Phone Boy. So we finally (laughs) met the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah! Yeah, and, uh, you know... From what I understand, I'm Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. Yeah, and uh, you know we gotta. Um, yeah, we and, and usually when we start off these shows, we we have a clip to um, to kind of uh, to tease things a little bit. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Yeah, and after and yeah, you may not be able to do some of the drugs uh, that you want to be able to do because after you hear what we're about to lay down and these truth bombs we're fixing to drop in your stockings. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we have a we have a special guest. We're doing an inter- we're doing an interview today with uh, with uh, somebody who uh, we we got to keep anonymous. Uh, so she's uh, misredacted, as it were. That's uh, right. Uh, you know, name redacted, uh, kind of like uh, Nam's handle and uh, No Agenda Social, right? Uh, That's right. Yeah. So um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk to the, talk to uh, this person who's you know on the other side of the aisle in the in, in the pharma debate, and uh, we're gonna and uh, we, we get. Yeah, some stuff was told to us, and we went, uh, yeah, we needed to get our listeners involved in this, and what better way to get the message out? And right after Christmas, when all of you are, are already gotten a, gotten a, got a big old heaping of Adam and John uh, in, in conspiracy uh, conspiracy therapy, we're going to add to your conspiracy therapy here. So That's right. Um so yeah, this is uh, you know, we are a value for value show, much like all the much all the other epi- uh, the other uh, shows on the and you know the in the no agenda family. Uh, we take your uh, satoshis, we take your cuck bucks. Uh, if you go to lotuseffect.show, you can find all the ways to do that, or uh, you can uh, take all of your clothes off and clothes off and go to nudepodcastapps.com. Now we didn't do that last night, uh, last time we podcast because it was fucking cold y'all it's finally finally the heat or the, the heat's in the house finally uh, caught up enough to that so it's not so chilly in here um yeah but uh but yeah we do we did get a, we did get a couple of boostograms last night um uh, you I, my uh, my dame here likes to um Likes to splash the walls with Satoshi's uh, when we do. Yes, I do. Three. And so she did a couple of requests uh, then, uh, that she sent via Boostergram. The night Santa went crazy by Weird Al. Yeah, we're going to be playing some Christmas tunes later. Uh, but, but only twisted ones. Only twisted ones. That's uh, the Drunk rule. Lady, 12 Days. And then, uh, but uh, Rev Cybertrucker picked one of my favorites for 10,000 sats uh, Tom Lehrer, Christmas Carol. Uh, now there's others that people could, uh, you know, of course you can boost for other reasons as well. We lo- we loved it. We love your uh, we love your donations. We, lo- we also love Rev Cybertrucker's, uh, you know, the, his cavalcade. Of stupidity, we were, we're, we're. He knocked it out of the park as he often does. Yes, and there's um, 
Yes, and there is a Baron of uh, Rotterdam just uh, just boosted uh, 333 sats. Uh, we want to recognize that. Uh, uh, and then we also want to, re- and then you just boosted 10,000 sats. Let's light the wick on this new live son of a bitch. And yeah, you know, we got to play the, you gotta, we got to play that. This is a new live son of a bitch. It is. That's right. And um, yeah, so if you want to get in on this, of course, uh, yeah, there's there's lots of ways to to do it. Another way, another way you can actually participate in this uh, in this uh, shit show called the Lotus Effect is, uh, yeah, you can uh, give us a call about our about our refire topic for the week. And this week it is, uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? We we, we got a lot of calls for that. Uh, and uh, and I'm hoping we're gonna get some more. So two five three two three seven three three two one. Tell us what your favorite Christmas movie is and uh i think we didn't quite weigh in on what ours was yesterday but we certainly will today yeah exactly um you know i mean seriously seriously like uh we're we're you know make sure boost me bitch you know, yeah we love we love being boosted um, that's right yeah and, and you know somebody else says it too Arr, shiver me timbers and boost me bitch yeah, yeah that's right and you know we pay attention to our peerage. So the Podfather himself said, boost me, bitch. And Sir Bemrose, you know, he reinforced the idea. So follow along with the example that these gentlemen are setting and boost us. That's right. Uh, or or you can go to the Lotus Show and find the We Like Money button and send us cuck bucks through PayPal. Um, but, um, but either way, um, yeah, just make sure. We don't want your shit. Please don't send us your shit. Yeah, yeah, we, and um, and we and but uh, yeah. yeah, no, no blankets, no water, just throw cash, just, just cash. Okay, and you know, like I said, we get you know, you can also contribute by you know making the call and make sure you know one ringy dingy, two ringy dingy. Yeah, we like yeah, we like that. We like that all stuff. So, um, so yeah, this is uh okay. This this came together um as as things do with our show. Sometimes they come together at the last minute, and so we have. Uh, well, don't forget to remind uh, them that when they call Google Voice, is going to mangle that transcription all to hell, and they could end up as a show title. That's right. As Mr. Christopher Battles found out yesterday with his Festivus Yes Bagels No title that ended up being the show title for the episode. Yes, it is. Um, so, and, and, and of course you can shout out random things that we say as a show title in the, in, in the, in the, in the troll room, That's right. uh, Lotus effect, uh, dot chat or, uh, or Lotus effect or pound a Lotus effect on zero note IRC, however you wish to do that. Um, so, um, I think we have our, we have, we do have our guest here. Uh, Ms. We Redacted. do. Ms. Redacted is on the line. So hello, Ms. Redacted. Hello everybody. Yeah. So, so we want to give a little overview to the listeners. Uh, Ms. Redacted actually works in the pharmaceutical industry, so she is on the other side of the aisle and has some really interesting things to talk about today that she has noticed in the things that she does in her job. And as long as we promised complete anonymity for her, she agreed to give us this interview. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And thank you for the opportunity to be able to share this with people that I really feel need to know this and they have no way of getting this knowledge. Yeah, and I think it actually, and, and for those who have been listening to our show, I think it actually it, it goes right along with our, you know, our bigger message, which is, um, yeah, uh, these guys aren't your friends, and this industry is not your friends, and, and exactly, and uh, yeah, you, you'd be better off uh, getting off of it, um, you know, as much as you can, because clearly, uh, yeah, I mean, again, all we have to do is uh, pay attention, have paid attention the last few years, and realize it's getting worse, and yeah, so I mean, even the stuff that they were uh, talking about on the big show today. Uh, we're sitting there going, ah, yeah, it's it's just it's, it's yeah. We we were definitely screaming 
at at uh, screaming at the stereo as it is. Yeah, this is. Uh, this I, is, I totally understand. Yeah. So, um, okay. So I, I'll ask. I'll ask the the first question here, just because, and, and, and this will all be the, uh, and, and I think everything else will flow from there. So. Um, Given given the industry you work in, and, and you, you you're in a position to see a lot of things, but what made you uh, suspect? What was the first thing you saw or or, or heard or whatever that uh, made you suspect that maybe something's not a uh, not not right in Denmark or something's rotten in Denmark, as they say? Um, I'd have to say my biggest concern was we as a pharmacy are unable to get antibiotics. We're unable to get certain, um, and when I say antibiotics right now, right now it's predominantly children's antibiotics, but um, it's several different antibiotics, several different medications, a lot of insulins, um, uh, some mental health medications. And when I say unable to get it, it's just because out of the different distributors that we have, they're just not making it. And that's their answer to why aren't you filling our request? Like we're ordering these things and they say they're not producing this medication. So that was a big red flag for me. I was like, well, this is crazy. And then it's um, things like Tylenol, ibuprofen for children, not only prescription grade, OTC, which is over the counter, it, you can't, it's very hard to get it. And it was just like a big red flag for me. Like, what is going on? Why are we not able to get these medications? But yet you're sending out on the news and on news waves that, you know, uh, the flu is going to be horrible. There's a new strand of COVID. There's all these things going on. But all of a sudden, these manufacturers just stop producing the only medications that are going to help these illnesses. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but something as important as Tylenol for babies, I mean, any moms out there or dads that have ever had a sick child who spiked a fever, once you get, I believe the number is once you get to 104 degrees, you're literally getting into brain damage territory if it continues to climb once it reaches Absolutely. that high. Absolutely. When my son was younger, he actually started having what they call fever seizures from uh, an immunization shot. So my newborn went like spiked fevers. And at that time, I mean, he's 23, 24 now, they put him in a bucket of ice water. That's how they broke their fever. You know, now they know that clearly that's not the best choice of action. Yeah, because you can put him into shock. Exactly. Well, 20 something years ago, they weren't clearly aware of that but yeah i've got a 25 year old i'm i'm you know <laughs> I, yeah I'm also... so you know medicine has definitely changed but if and that's at 103 104 fever so imagine if the fever gets higher what do you do then Exactly, because, you know, bringing your child to the doctor and the doctor trying to call in a prescription only for the pharmacy not to be able to fill that either, like you were saying. I mean, it, it, um, <laughs> to me, this Hold on screams... one second. I'm sorry. Give me one second, honey. Sure. Yeah, I, I think... You know, when we... And it's funny. I, we'll, we'll vamp here for a second. And, and yeah, I mean, I, there's... 
And I think that this is, again, part, if you, you start putting this into context, and we'll, we'll get, get into a little bit of this as we as we go, but you take all these things in isolated instances, you kind of scratch your head, when you start putting it together, you kind of go, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you start seeing the, the, the fuller picture with the pieces that are slowly trickling in. Yeah, and it, it's just, it's it's just, it's coming together, and it's like, and it's... It's, it's, it's scary. It's a very frightening picture that it is... Uh, manifesting into with the fact that I mean just my personal opinion y'all know anybody who's listened to this show for longer than like three seconds or once or twice knows that I am very opinionated and I have a wonderful platform here in which to offer that opinion and the way I see this this is just another way that the government is genociding its population it's it's a huge population control experiment take out the kids they can't grow up to become adults whose parents maybe have woke up to what's going on and are teaching them to resist and to question everything yeah it's, it's I'm pretty back sick. And i totally agree with you it's really sick yeah which is why something else that i noticed not only are we not able to get Tylenol or ibuprofen, but think about just a little bit before this started. There was no way to get a bunch of formulas. That's right. And and the I formula said... company shut down and there's I from the best of my knowledge, which I'm not saying I'm hundred percent accurate, I could be incorrect, but to the best of my knowledge, there are two major companies that produce formula. One of the biggest major ones shut down. So that means all of these babies were out of formula. Mm-hmm. All of them. They have no formula. I had parents coming to me daily. Please, can you try to find my baby's medication? And not just parents that were unwilling to breastfeed, parents that were unable to breastfeed. Yeah, I, I wasn't and, able to when I had my oldest son. I was physically unable to. So I can't even imagine back in 97, if this had gone on then, what that would have been like. You know, I I can honestly say, uh, thankfully, you know, neither one of my children are lactose intolerant. I probably just would have put them on on cow's milk and done the best I could. But there are some parents who can't do that because, frankly, their children are lactose intolerant. And and what do you do at that point? And quite honestly, cow's milk that you're going to buy now isn't actually cow's milk. That's true. That's very true. It's not like back in the day when it was actual cow's milk. Now it's not. It's it's just filled with a bunch of hot, fresh garbage. Yeah, it really you know, is. That's what you're giving your children. Your children aren't getting those nutrients and those vitamins and those things oh, that they need. Don't don't get but, me started on the shit that we are feeding our children. You know, Lucky Charms, <laughs> pancakes, uh, you know. Pretty much all you got to do is go down the cereal aisle and you get diabetes. I've been down the cereal aisle with you, so I totally know your view. <laughs> yes, I've, but, I've... And I totally agree with you. I, I totally understand. I just feel like people really, whatever lifestyle you choose to, leave, to live, if you want to go to Burger King, if you want to go to McDonald's, if, whatever you want to do, that's your choice in life. But open your eyes. Why is it that we can't get medications that we need at a time that we need them? Why is it that the grocery prices have skyrocketed? And that's for all groceries. Groceries, mostly things that are a necessity, toilet paper, you know, just things that are 
like important. Yeah, because we all know wiping up, your ass is a luxury. Just ask right? the uh, you know but industry that taxes that shit paper. Yeah, the little pack of toilet paper I picked up twenty dollars. I was like, what? And it was not even Charmin. Like <laughs> it was just. It was crazy. And, and the sad then, part is they want us all to believe that it's because, oh, nobody wants to work. Now, I know that we see a lot of help wanted all over. No matter where you live, you'll find places that are hiring. And, you know, they're they're starting to pay a pretty high um, a pretty high wage. You know, I, I don't know why somebody needs 15 fucking dollars an hour to say, do you want fries with that? But uh, well, hey, who am well, I judging? They, well, yeah, but and you need that just to afford the cost of living in, in Washington state because of the, the taxes. And this is going to get worse because of... Yeah, let's not remind people of yeah, that. Yeah, there's a reason I moved... Many reasons I moved okay, that Okay, you just state. said $15 an hour. When yes. I got my first job, mind you, it was many, many moons ago, but... I started out like five something an hour. Mm-hmm. My son just graduated high school, got his first job. It started out at 17 and change an hour to work at a chicken place. Yeah. Yes, a fast food. I'm not going to say the name of it, but a fast food chicken place. Right. And I was like, wait, you're making what? Do you know I had to go to college? I had to get a degree. I had to go to school to make that much money an hour Mm -hmm. and you're fresh out of college and you're getting that to serve some chicken tenders. Exactly. Okay. Clearly I need to reevaluate my field in life. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, much like you were saying, and, and I had a little rant about this recently about the price of food. Ultimately, I would like to say it's circular and be like, oh, well, you know, because of fuel prices, it costs more to get it from point A to point B, which then means I'm not going to spout that horse shit today. Because when you look at arguably food a year ago to present day, it's a triple in price increase from what it was. And there is not any good reason why this is occurring other than the fact that if you look at the demographics of like the neighborhoods, like for example, everybody knows I do ride share and... I work a lot of Knoxville. Knoxville has a very dark community. I'm not trying to be prejudiced, but there's a lot of black people there. Not not being prejudiced. Whereas the town that I used to live in, yeah, probably a third of that number of black people, definitely more white people. Now you take comparison of what the food is that's on the hot bar, for example, in Knoxville. A lot of fried foods, fried chicken, fried onion rings, this, that, and the other thing. Everything is fried, fried, fried. Whereas when you go to Merville, where most of the richy white people are, oh, yeah, you've got a nice fresh salad bar. And, yeah, this is sick, people. The fact yeah, it's that- absolutely, you are absolutely correct because I personally at this point in time am residing in a neighborhood that's a lower-income neighborhood. And I have noticed there's no vegetables on hot bars. There's no, okay, for example, on my lunch break, I used to always go pick up a mango. I just wanted a mango for lunch, quick snack. I used to pay a dollar for it. Now I'm paying $3 and change for it. Mm-hmm. However, I shop in another town, which I'm sorry, but is predominantly Caucasian folks. Mm-hmm. And 
I can say this because I'm not Caucasian, I'm not black, I'm Italian and Native American. So, honey, I'm like right there. You know, I know what it's like to be judged and and to go through this. Mm -hmm. But going to the more predominantly white grocery store, they have a full, I mean, a full, beautiful open salad bar. They have vegetables, fruits, and the same brand of mango that I pay $3 and change for was 99 cents. Exactly. It's, it's truly a demographic thing. Exactly. And that's something that we need to, we need to pay attention to. We need to really look at this. Like, why is this happening? Why is in lower income areas, why are the prices of healthy things going up so high? Not saying that everything isn't going up high. I'm not saying that. But well, anything healthy is going up way higher. Yeah, and you and I were talking behind the mic earlier, and you brought something to my attention that I hadn't even thought about, but it's extremely interesting. And I'm wondering if any of our other, you know, of our listeners have noticed that the thing that's not going up, as a matter of fact, it's going down over the last six months. Liquor. Exactly. And, you know, I didn't really, um, I'll share this, if that's okay, mm-hmm. what we spoke about behind mic. I was, you know, Christmas, everything. I went into the store to purchase some wine for Christmas. And the normal one that, you know, I purchased was a certain price. And then they tell me it's like at least like $10 less. I was like, wow, thank you, Santa. This is like, you know, is this a Christmas sale? And he said, no, the prices the last six months of everything have been going down. I said, really? So I said, give me a moment. And I went and I started walking through, just looking at the different prices of things. And I even asked him, I said, why are the prices going down? And he said, well, we get it at cost for less. So we're selling less because that's the best, you know, business move. Okay, I feel you. That's a good business move. Which but is interesting because myself, if, why? if you follow the narrative of higher fuel cost equal higher cost to the consumer, that liquor has to get from where it was bottled to the distribution warehouses, ergo trucks, also has to get from the distribution warehouses to the local liquor stores, ergo transportation. So why Mm -hmm. is it that they want to try to say that, oh, food costs are going up because the cost of transportation is higher, but yet the cost of liquor is going down like it magically just poof appears in your liquor store. The liquor fairy sprinkles her magic wand over the shelves exactly. and everything yeah. is replenished. Lie call bullshit. Please let me know where that fairy is at because we need to become friends. You know saying. what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. Okay. Yeah. So, and, you know, another thing I was thinking about that we had spoke about earlier um, like looking up the prices of medication on GoodRx. Yeah, I was actually just going to say, circling the, back to that. Yeah, look up some of the prices on that. And also keep in mind, the price that they're giving you is like um, how we had spoke earlier. Uh, was it an insulin, I think, that you said was like 899 Yeah, we were, we were talking about insulin. We were talking about the weenie waker pills, those Viagras. Yeah. 
Um, yes. the, the medication Eliquis, which is necessary, it's a life-saving medication, preventive medication yes. that prevents blood clots. So, you know, I, I did want to talk about that. They, they, Eliquis and Xarelto are very important medications. They prevent blood clots, which are, if you need this medication and you don't take it, it is life-threatening. And So ultimately, it's a maintenance med. I don't even put it in a maintenance med category. I put it in a life-changing medication. Maintenance meds, yes, absolutely. Your um, your high blood pressure, your cholesterol, those are definitely maintenance meds. Those are things that if you do go without, it can cause health problems. Certain medications... Same thing I've, with insulin, too. I mean, there are literally people who without their insulin will die. Yeah, insulin, blood uh, blood thinners, those things I actually even put above blood pressure and cholesterol because your blood pressure and cholesterol, in, in most cases, not all, it depends on the patient, you know, and, and their medical history. Those are things that if you're out for a couple of days or a week or something, it's not as potentially as dangerous as you don't have your insulin you don't have your blood thinner. Those are, I cannot go off this. I cannot, you know, and why is it those medications are thousands, and I'm not exaggerating, thousands of dollars. No, we, we looked this information up, pedal heads. The Eliquis without insurance is $3,000 a month. That's a medication that prevents blood clots in your body. Now, if you and have insurance... That's the price. That's the average price that you found. That's not the price that whatever pharmacy, whether you're going through CVS, Walgreens, Costco's, Kroger, Food City, whatever pharmacy you're using. Think about this. If they're paying $3,000 for this medication, they also have to pay for it to be delivered to them. They have to pay for their workers to fill your prescription. They have to pay for the bottles and the labels. They have to pay for their pharmacist that makes at least $65 an hour to check this medication just so they can give it to you. So you don't think they're going to up that price so that they make some type of profit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to do this for free. Oh, hell no. So the price you're looking at does not include what they are going to give it to you at. And why is it these major medications that keep people alive are thousands of dollars? And you can look up any discount card. Most people try GoodRx. And it's not going to give you, I mean, yes, yes, it is going to give you a lot off on it but you're still going to pay a couple hundred dollars. Right. But your Tadalafil, your Sidenafil, which are your weenie wakers, those are thousands of dollars. And I give it to my patients for $12 a month. Mm-hmm. So why is it we can have such a big discount card for these medications, but not the medications that are keeping people alive? I, I have a theory. They want to be able to facilitate everybody getting fucked one way or another. Yeah. Because this you're either getting fucked by the insurance breed. company or your little weenie waker pills are making it that, uh, you know, 
you're able to do the well, well well actually well okay you got to remember that, that like some of the uh some of the insurance companies have purchased the uh, drug distribution companies uh That's like true. like Aetna uh, bought CVS or vice versa uh yeah i mean talk about vertical integration or your death right there it's like yeah i uh, yeah, actually, I actually got a call once from a from a because I was I, when I was taking medication, I actually got a, I actually got a call from a pharmacist at the at, at the insurance company saying, uh, "Why aren't you filling these prescriptions?" I said, "Because they're uh, I I will not talk to you because you're not my doctor. Um, I don't I don't feel I need to take them, and I will discuss and I will discuss this only with my doctor." Um, yeah, they didn't like me when I said that, um, but um, but yeah, I realized that this, this because yeah. they're probably trying to get you to do mail order. Which oh no! I was pro- doing mail order. I just stopped happy. filling the script. I said no. I don't want it anymore. Um, I found I, I found one of the drugs is, was was had a one of the drugs I was taking had a side effect that was that uh, had a condition I was trying to reverse. I said no. I don't want to take that. And I and I made my doctor prove to me that I that I actually needed to take that drug by demanding a, a calcium scan be done. And I got back a zero. And I told him to go take his uh, to, to take his statin and uh, and uh, shove it up his ass. Basically, I'm not taking it. Uh, don't and need to take it. It's a zero. I agree with, yeah. and I noticed because a lot of doctors are putting patients on statins that they don't need, mm-hmm. and just I can say from my experience and my professional field, I have so many patients, so many patients that are on medications they don't need, and because a lot of them are elderly patients or patients that are not educated medically, which, okay, everybody has their field, you know? So they don't know. So the doctor tells them, okay, take this, and they just take that. And they come to me and they're like, oh, I'm out of my medicine. Well, what medicine, ma'am? The little blue pill, what? You know, there's different manufacturers. The pill changes shape, color, and everything all the time. What are you taking it for? I don't know, my doctor just told me to take it. And that's the problem we have is that so many people are afraid because they're taught, oh, don't question authority. And they see doctors as authority. And I've been saying this continuously. Bullshit. Act up. Yeah, doc- Speak up. Doctors Ask do not your have- doctor a question. Challenge them if you don't feel that what they're telling you is correct. I've been touting this for a long time. Exactly. Which is why I tell my patients, I'm going to write down, I'll give them what we call as a bed list. These are the medications you're currently taking. When you go to your doctor's appointment, I want you, and half of it, you know, has the med list, the other side is blank. I said, I want you to ask your doctor why you're taking this medication and what it's for. And I want you to write it right next to it. Have him explain this to you, why you're taking this, why you're taking this. Because majority of the medication that my patients are taking, they're taking it because of side effects of other medications. Medications that they don't have to be on. And they don't have family members or anybody that can explain to them, uh, you don't need to be on all of this. We can change your diet. We can do other things that is going to do the same thing than to have you on four different pills. And that's the thing that we at the show have talked about a lot is you don't have to die and you don't have to be married to these medications. Change what you're eating 
And and you can, you know, I mean, Phone Boy and I have both reversed type 2 diabetes just by cutting out the sugars, the grains, the seed oils. You know, I mean, sometimes medications are necessary. Absolutely. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, just stop all your medications. You know, your doctor's a quack. But I do think that most doctors are bought and paid for by Big Pharma and they're they just They make money off of this. Yeah, they're legal drug dealers. Especially, especially the, the pain medication. There are so many... I have had patients literally come to my window. I have filled their, their pain medication and they will be standing next to somebody and after I ring them out, give them their medication, they will turn around and sell that medication to the person standing next to them. Mm-hmm. And that actually and there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. Isn't that sick? I have had a patient pick up pain medication for her father because her name is on there. She can pick it up. And she left. I didn't know where she went. I just so happened to have to use the restroom. I went into the restroom. The stall door was open. She was straddling the toilet seat, chopping up the pill with a razor and snorting it. So I hit the door. I'm like, um, excuse me. She's like, oh, hey, I'll be done in a minute. That's right. Um, no, you're done right now. She's like, no, girl, I'll be out in a minute. No, you'll be out right now. And at that point, I was in a management position. So I went back to my pharmacy and I said, we are no longer filling for this patient unless that patient himself shows ID and comes and picks up this medication. Because you literally had the gall to do that and then do that right in front of me like it was nothing. But I see this all the time, all the time. And it's just, it's sad. It's, it's just, I do believe there are many patients out there that need medication. Exactly. I'm not saying I'm against it, not in any way, shape, or form. But I feel like medication hasn't become a necessity. It's become Tic Tacs and Skittles. We're just giving them out. And then people are becoming addicted to these things, and we just keep feeding it to them. And whether it's a C2 or C4, whether it's narcotic, whether it's not, mentally, they feel they have to have this medicine. I have had patients throw a fit. They feel like they're about to die over an alprazolam for blood pressure. Like, Mm -hmm. seriously, because you didn't have it today. I promise you, you're going to be okay. Give me an hour. And they mentally feel like if I don't have this every morning, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. That's and definitely that an addiction. that is what we are doing to our country. We're not just making them addicted to narcotics. We're making them addicted to everything that is not good for them. Mm-hmm. Junk food, alcohol, sugars, soda pops, cigarettes porn, whatever, you know, it's just, they feel they have to have that. And it's just, it's sad that our world is so stressful and so uneducated that that's how it has become. Well, and, 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 yeah, and it's, it's funny because, um, 
you know the show that the show that was just on before us right the uh, the no agenda show right which yeah the, the, we've been covering this kind of stuff for 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 you know for 15 years right oh, yeah. and this is, and this is um and yeah and and, and the the bull crap has uh, you know it, it's it, it's uh, you know and actually they were they were you know, they were on. Um, I, I'd say they kind of. Uh, you know, they saw the drug thing very early, and it was. You know, they they always because they deconstruct. Uh, you know, what the media coverage of things, and you know, like for example, the uh, the active shooters, right? That you know, the, the you know, the, or the mass shooters or whatever that they, that the media cover. Ever notice that they the questions they don't ask, like, uh, what drugs was the guy on when he did that? Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and, and you and you know this because uh, what what spot you know what sponsors um, you know what sponsors a lot of the news and you know and TV programs out there drugs yeah, Pfizer uh, more specifically. Yeah, brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, get me started on Pfizer. Yeah. So <laughs> no, please get started on <laughs> Pfizer. That's what this show is about. We are uncovered the truth about the shit behind the scenes so please have at it on your Pfizer rant my personal experience I'm not even gonna say personal experience okay it's a little bit of both my professional experience between Moderma and Pfizer the Moderma oh it did all kinds of crappy shit shit like it just really did so personally I mean we're just we're uh learning and and trying to get as much information as we can because, I mean, let's face it, it was basically released before we really knew anything about any of it. You know, we didn't know. So we're just like, oh, guess what, America? Or you guys are guinea pigs. We're going to see what happens with this medication. And at first, they were pulling it back, the Pfizer, saying, you know, let's revise this a little bit, tweak this a little bit. Okay, let's ship it back out there. But now they're not telling people they're not telling people about the things, the side effects and the things that are happening from the Pfizer. Being I'm in healthcare, um, I was a CNA for several years, and, you know, now you guys know I work in a pharmacy. Um, I did get the Pfizer vaccine, uh, two of them, the first and second one, because I have a son that is, you know, he has a lot of lung issues, and my biggest concern was bringing that home to my son, you know, so I did not vaccinate my son. I, none of my children got vaccinated. None of my grandchildren got vaccinated. I took that on myself because I did not want to bring that home to my children. So I said, I'd rather be the guinea pig, you know. Um, I've had it twice. I've had COVID twice. Um, first time before I was vaccinated. It was rough, kind of like the flu. Then I had two vaccinations. Got it again. Thought I was dying like really thought I was going to die. I have never had a problem with blood pressure, cholesterol, anything. I ended up about a couple weeks after I had gotten over COVID for the second time, being rushed to the hospital from work with my blood pressure 287 over 180 something. And they're like, you're at stroke level. Like, What's going on? Well, I don't know. You tell me. I've never had blood pressure problems. So I spoke to some doctors that I knew from previous jobs, and they explained to me that a lot of patients that were getting the second strand of COVID were not only having a huge increase in blood pressure, and it did not, it wasn't like it was just for a couple months. This is like long-term blood pressure problems. They also were observing that their organs are aging slower. They're not 
functioning like they should be, which is why when I tell you they gave me a full workup, girl, I did ultrasounds, x-rays, everything, MRIs, everything head to toe. They were checking all my organs, pink, like everything they were checking. And, you know, they, you know, thankfully, you know, my organs were all good. My intestines were good. They just said, we have no explanation to why your blood pressure is so high. Like, no reason. So, of course, they wanted to put me on blood pressure medication, which I did begin because at that point, okay, I got to get my blood pressure down, you know. And right. they want me to stay on it, which I just I do not do. I, I do not. I'm supposed to take 40 milligrams a day. I do not do that. If I feel, which I monitor my blood pressure, I'm a responsible adult. I monitor my blood pressure. If I feel like it's high, okay, I'll take my medication that day. But if not, no, I'm not putting this into my body on a daily basis just because. But they have no explanation as to why all these things are happening other than the doctor looked me right in my face and said they are seeing this in so many patients that recently had this second strand of COVID and they can't explain it. But every single patient that they've had has recently had COVID. But the question is, have they all been vaccinated as well? Majority of them have. And that was his concern because that was my question to him. How many of these patients have been vaccinated? He said majority of them. Bingo. If not all. I if mean, not all. This doesn't of them. come as a surprise to any No Agenda listener. We've been hearing this same shit. And I'm not saying what you're saying is, is shit, name redacted. I'm saying we are hearing the same thing from so many different... Uh, I, I, can, I can also relate that because uh, my daughter, who had been vaccinated uh, with Pfizer... I will say, um, yeah, she got it afterwards. Oh yeah, we yeah, we established. And it's not, you can still get it though. That's what people don't understand. A lot of patients come and they, oh, I got vac- vaccinated. I can't get it. No, it is. It doesn't mean you can't get it. Unfortunately, it that- because that's the horse shit that the M five M was spouting for so long with you know hair yeah. Fauci. And, you know, oh, get vaxxed to prevent COVID, you know, saith the dusty man. Like all lies, lies, lies and more bullshit that's that's being spouted around. So just so people would get it. Exactly. Not the truth. We all know that this whole vaccination shit with the lockdown and the vaccination passports and everything, it was a complete social experiment to see what the level of compliance would be in this country, especially the whole mask Mm -hmm. thing. I mean, we've had numerous conversations behind the mic, you and I, about these little thin paper pieces of shit that they insist that you put on at the doctor's office or whatever that, hey, here's an idea. You want to know if your mask is working? Blow a fart. Can you smell it? Guess what? COVID can get in your mask. Yeah, exactly. I, I've I've seen some crazy. I'm mean, living in the living in the Pacific Northwest uh, during all of this. Yeah, I saw some pretty crazy stuff. Uh, one time I was in Costco, and this was I don't remember exactly when this was, if it was early or not. But the parents were not wearing masks, but their kids were. 
like that's just virtue signaling. Yeah, the badly. actual fuck. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and even when and even when uh, you know Jay Maggot Inslee uh, of, of, of the communist state of Inslee in Washington State, uh, when 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 they deemed that oh slaves could uh, could uh, not don their masks, uh, and I because now I remember this in the last year. I mean, the people you know I'd say predominantly, even though it was not uh, required, uh, I'd say more than fifty percent of the people were still wearing masks. Uh, it, it's weird. I mean, that was a weird thing. You know, move, moving out here. It's it's so much. Um, you still see the odd person wearing a mask every now and again, and, and you know that's their choice. I don't I don't criticize that, but at the same time, like, yeah, I know I know what good that mask does, which is to say, not a whole lot. And if you you know, and honestly, like, and I've all I also see more often than not people that are wearing a mask that are wearing them incorrectly. They're not even you know they're not even what? covering the nose and mouth Thank like you. they're supposed to, right? That drives me nuts. I see it all every day, every day. And it's they're not even covering their nose. I'm like, mm, you do know that's not really helping, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's <clears throat> that's why we say it's virtue signaling. Yeah, it's almost always virtue signaling. Yeah. So I want to circle back to something you were talking about earlier about like the the pain meds, the hydros, roxies, oxies, etc. Um, now we all know that you know that addiction. The only way to you know quote unquote break that addiction, if I'm not mistaken, is with suboxone. I mean, obviously, there's other ways to. Not everyone needs to get on that. Some people are capable of getting off of pain meds or any drug for that matter without suboxone, but. True, but on on the subject of the Suboxone, uh, which is why I brought it up, you were telling me about the pricing on that and the fact that, I don't know if any of our pedal heads were aware, at one point in time, and it may still be going on, you could actually get, and they were having advertisements about, you know, oh, you can save a life, and giving Narcan away. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I, hey, there's been ads on on yeah. road, you know, n- not far from here, that same messaging, right? Yeah, I've I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, there are, which, um, first I want to say I don't want to downplay in any way, shape, or form anybody with a drug addiction. It's real. I have many family members, like, it's real. And it could be not just because you're just hot-headed and out there doing stupid shit. A lot of people get injured and don't even realize that it becoming dependent on this medication. So I'm not in any way judging or saying anything about that. But as far as the Narcon goes, it bothers me that ambulance carry these, the, the, they're everywhere. And people that are out there smoking crack or meth or I, just doing I, whatever they're doing, and they're overdosing, this is available free. Free. They shoot these people up with this medication, and I don't care if it's once a week, if it's once a month, if it's once every day. They constantly are able – this is available for them for free. And here's one problem that a lot of people may not be aware of, and I've seen this having been an EMT for 11 years. You hit somebody with Narcan that is truly overdosing – they're coming up swinging and they're going to oh, yeah. be pissed because yeah. you just fucking ruined a 50 to $100 high in one oh, shot. Oh, yes. I've been there and they are not happy with you. No. And so the first thing they do is fight you. And then when they get away from you, what do they do? They go shoot go up again. Go that next high. Exactly. Yep. But tell me why. Little girl that I know, my daughter's best friend, 
is uh, has diabetes. She has an insulin pump. Mm-hmm. Same paramedic shows up to the school to help this little girl. Her mother has billed thousands of dollars for them to give that little girl insulin to save her life. What is wrong with our system? Yeah, well, there's a lot of things wrong with our a system. A lot. <laughs> yeah, listen to No yeah. Agenda and you'll find out. I mean, seriously. That is wrong. That is that is so wrong. It is. It's completely wrong. Yeah. Our, our patients that are dependent on insulin, these, they're going to die if they don't have this. But Big Pharma doesn't care. We've we've talked no. about that for ages. Pig Pharma is getting there not one way or another. And if there's one left mouth breather on the planet, yeah, so be it. Yeah, that's and, the way they and, look and at and it. I, sadly. I'll, I'll argue. Okay, so, yeah, but I'll argue on the insulin just to, just for a second. Now, type ones, I understand, need some insulin. I'm gonna. I'm, so there's a lot of people. You know, I mean, you were talking about the fact that people are taking insulin as weight loss drug, right? Which, that, yeah, that, yeah. If you yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, if you understand how insulin works, yeah, actually, you take an, you take a shot of insulin in, in a location. Guess what? Guess what you do? You gain weight there. You have to actually move your shot around if you're if you're you know you're taking exogenous insulin. There we go. Let's let's see if I can say the word correctly. Well, and you, and you know what's interesting, and, and please name redacted uh correct me if i am wrong once you start on insulin you can't just go one day yeah i don't want to take it no more doesn't work like that you're, you're pretty much fucked once you're put on insulin you're on it for life yeah it, i mean not necessarily for life there's been several people that, that several situations where you've been able to change your lifestyle and you know your eating and things like that to where it has improved and you don't need it anymore but for somebody that is a severe diabetic. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, you can't it, just quit it one difference. day, right? You, yeah, you, you can, just can't quit it. Yeah, you it's can like manage turning it. off somebody's oxygen. Yeah, like one minute you're breathing, the next minute you can't. Like, yeah. So what I do know yeah. is there's actually there's a, I I think I, I think this guy's Bernstein, right? It was a type one. He basically, you know, he even he got it. He got to a point where the amount of insulin that he needed on a regular basis that didn't need to inject was actually was very low, right? So it is possible even for a type one diabetic to reduce the amount of insulin that you need and the type you need. You're know, going from a, a fast acting mm-hmm. to maybe a, a you know a slower acting one, um, and, mm-hmm. and, and and still manage it, but. But, uh, you know, type two, when type twos are getting, you know, so, you know a diet induced uh, diabetes effectively is, is needing insulin. Yeah, that's not great. Right. And, and, and you know, that it's it's real simple with that. It's stop eating the things that increase your insulin and, and, and then, you know, and let the body clear itself out. And, but that wasn't the direction I was heading with that, though, phone boy. OK, these people are taking this insulin drug. They're yeah. putting artificial insulin in their body in the pursuit of weight loss what's going to happen to that body oh yeah when they decide okay i've lost enough weight and and frankly i'm gonna say it out loud what the fuck is wrong with doctors that are prescribing this to a non-diabetic just because i want to lose weight doc oh here's a prescription what the actual fuck ladies and gentlemen what the fuck is wrong with these doctors that are performing 20 30 different plastic surgeries on these females and their asses are growing like there's two watermelons in there and they just look hideous and disgusting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't Some matter. Some want to look They're like that. Money. I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's seriously, disgusting. though. Some of these people get addicted to plastic surgery and they just look hideous. And they do. It started out as just like makeup. 
you use it to emphasize and just bring out little highlights. And then all of a sudden you got Tammy Faye Baker and you look like a clown. And now all of a sudden the same thing with plastic surgery. It's, you know, it went from someone with breast cancer, you know, it, it was to try to make you feel more quote unquote normal. And now these women are going around with these huge implants in their butt and their lips and their boobs. And they just look, ridiculous but they don't realize they look ridiculous because they're addicted to the surgery but guess what that surgeon doesn't care because they're making money no because they don't have and and we've said it i can't count how many times follow the money and that's exactly yeah. what it is is there's you know i'm pretty sure that all doctors have to take the hippocratic oath whether you're a medical doctor plastic surgeon whatever and I'm pretty positive, if I remember correctly from when I was in nursing school, you know, do no harm, first rule. So okay, I and don't get it. I'll probably offend a lot of people by saying this, and I apologize ahead of time to the two of you, not to your audience that I offend, but I grew up Catholic. Priest, take an oath. We all know the things that a lot of them do. Not all of them. We, we just had things. that rant last night. Oh, oh and, my and, and, God, wait, that's wait, so wait, funny. Wait until next Sunday after No Agenda. When that's we, right. Pedalheads, okay, surprise, so next we Sunday. We all know how that goes. Our president takes an oath, mm-hmm. and he still makes stupid-ass decisions. Judges are bought every day. They take an oath. Oh, yeah, lawyers just look at the judges in Blount County doing day. fucking coke with the lawyers. Yeah, tell me about it. We all know so how much not, an oath means to anybody anymore. Exactly. It's not the hand on your heart saying the Pledge of Allegiance like we did when we were in elementary school. It's not any of that. It's a person's moral. It's a pers- It's who a person is. Who that person is, their standing, their title, their mm-hmm. oath, that doesn't mean shit. No, it, so it I don't doesn't. personally trust anybody unless I know you personally. I know your history. I know the, your character. I know things like that. That oath doesn't mean anything anymore. And that's sad because once upon a time, I'm sure it did. But the way the world has become today, it's a kill or be killed world. And it's a honestly, let's kill off the lower class. I think that's exactly what they're up to nefariously. They're systematically between, you know, circling back to what we were talking about, about the drugs. I know for a fact that um, hydros are composed of 325 milligrams of acetaminophen, as well as the active hydrocodone in it. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, if acetaminophen goes away, pain meds like we were talking about the psych meds, mm-hmm. the, these are not just a one ingredient medication. They're a compound ultimately. And if you mm-hmm. take part of that compound out, you can't create said medication. And what's going to happen when people lose their pain meds? Then just we're like, going to either put them on morphine, which is, you know, some other stronger kind of pain meds so we're going to get them addicted to that Mm -hmm. and as far as the psych meds it is very dangerous to take a patient off 
anybody, any physician, anybody in the medical field will tell you that it's dangerous to take a patient off a psych med. We actually have to tell our patients every time we fill their prescription. If for some reason you decide that you do not want to take this medication, I need you to speak to your doctor first. Do not just stop taking this. Right. They have to wean you off of it and find a substitution. Mm-hmm. By going off of it, cold turkey could cause you so many more mental problems, you know, self-harm, just all kinds of things. And a lot of patients don't realize that most psych meds, it takes six to eight weeks before they even start working. Mm -hmm. So they'll start taking it for a little while and, oh, this isn't working. Or they'll even take it for a couple of months and not realize it really is helping them. But then they have an episode and they, oh, this shit ain't working and they stop taking it. Okay, so what happens when we can't get those psych meds? What do we do? We keep jumping from different psych meds. Okay, I've had several, several patients, and they will call us and ask us, you know, do you have Adderall 30 milligrams? I can't legally give you that information unless you're a doctor. And patients are calling because doctors are saying, well, call and find a pharmacy that actually has it because they know it's so hard to get. But the doctors don't want to do the footwork, so they're telling the patients to. We're not legally allowed to give you that information. Like, how are we just going to let a a regular person know what kind of controls we have in our pharmacy? That's opening us up to being robbed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't. There's, There's legalities all over that. Yeah, so I can't tell you that information. So I have to tell my patient, okay, I need you to have your doctor call me and I can have that discussion with your doctor. And then that doctor calls me and I literally have to look through a safe and see what medications I do have to let the doctor know so he can decide what to switch his patient on. And there's still side effects from switching from one medication to another. Well, I, I'm wondering I'm wondering how much of this is being engineered, right? Because, you know, because... And I was I was asking you off mic because we were, we were, we're talking about because you talked you were you were talking about the fact that um, yeah it seemed like that you were that there were in general right there were issues getting getting meds and it seems like there the way I kind of interpreted what you said is is it, it seems like they are f- people that are on these meds they're kind of forcing them to take different meds to make them crazy or cause these side effects it's almost like all of these different drug issues that they're creating yeah they're either going to come up with some sort of a super drug to you know to, to theoretically solve all these problems or you know the only it seems to me as i as i as i keep looking at all this stuff the only winning move is not to play right get off these meds as quickly as you can and, and it's frightening what we were talking about with the acetaminophen for kids and this and that going away you know we're coming up, you know, being smack dab in the middle of flu season and cold season, and they're threatening another round of COVID. What's going to happen if these people get COVID, God forbid, and they can't treat, you know, they, they can't There's be treated? No medication. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this really does scream of a genocide. And I do believe 100% that there is another strain of COVID coming out. Absolutely. Because it's crazy to me the things that we're ordering on from both our distributors, the things that we're ordering, antibiotics and, you know, necessary medications, maintenance medicines, we're not getting those. The things we're not ordering, like COVID medication, they're sending us extra boxes of. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh, but at the same time, well, here, like seriously, y'all. Yeah, here, here, I got, I got yeah. to play a clip. We're all gonna die. 
Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, I just got like literally my last order. I did not order any bo- any boxes of it. It's like um 30 tablets, Poxvid or something we call it. But um I didn't order any cuz I had like eight boxes. It hasn't been really high not in my pharmacy. Like I haven't needed it very high, but I also know that the distributor I get it from, I can get it from the next day. And quite honestly, the medicine don't do shit. It really doesn't. It's it's all to make money. It does not do anything to help you. They say it's going to lessen your symptoms. It does not. It's it's money. It, it's not going to do shit for you. So you heard that pedal heads. You heard that directly from somebody who damn well knows these meds yes. are shit. They don't fucking I work. I talk to my patients all the time. I ask them, you know, like, how is this medication working for you? How are you feeling? I'm very interactive with all of my patients. Mm-hmm. This medicine doesn't do shit. Everything that's in, if you look at the ingredients in this medication, it's everything you can get over the counter. It doesn't do shit. It's it's mentally for you. That's all it is. It's, it's a placebo. But, so I didn't order it. It's exactly what it is. It's a placebo. It. But they sent me about 50 more boxes. I'm like, what am I going to do with all this? I'm yeah. literally clearing out shelves trying to find places to put this because they're just randomly sending me this okay you're sending me this but i can't get freaking acetaminophen exactly i can't get amoxicillin i can't get any other antibiotic that these children are going to need Mm -hmm. that is going to make a difference but you're sending me this which is basically all over the counter stuff and i'm the type of person i'll tell my patients listen you can fill the script and pay $32 for it, or you can go right over there, over the counter, get ibuprofen, you know, get an antihistamine, little nasal spray, and it's going to do the same thing as this garbage you're putting in your body. Exactly. My boss doesn't care for me doing that very much. But Oops, sorry. It's okay. But, you know, in all natural things, you know, on Danistron, Zofran, it's for vomiting, nausea. I didn't mean it's it. not it's not a harsh medication, but you can use ginger root. Sorry, but... Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I take my patients right over there. I show them ginger root chews. Ginger helps with vomiting and nausea. And you're not putting these chemicals. This is natural that you're putting in your body. And it's going to help way more than this medication that you're taking right now. That is amazing. And that's totally on brand for this show. We are always talking about how to, you know, treat and, you know, essentially try to heal yourself without pig pharma. So that's huge. Yeah, there's so many ways people just don't realize that you can make the same change in your health or treat the same symptoms without. Now, don't get me wrong. There are patients that still need that medication. So I'm not in any way saying all medication is garbage for every patient. I'm not stating that. But there are simple ways that you can limit the amount of medication by natural things that you think, oh, I got a script for it, so this is the good stuff. No, it's literally either the same stuff that we sell over the counter or it just has more garbage in it. It's not, you know, they think because it's prescription grade. Listen, honey, I get prescriptions every day for vitamin D right over the counter. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
patients just don't realize that and not saying that, you know, people are ignorant or anything. Some people just aren't educated to know that. They didn't go to school for that. They don't know that, you know. So I just think it's important for people to do a little more research. And just because a doctor hands you a piece of paper with his signature on it and says, take this to your pharmacy and take that medication, no. What am I taking? Why am I taking it? What is it going to do to my body? Absolutely. How long do I need to take it? Everything. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Question everything. Write everything down. Keep track of everything. I have patients that instead of taking a cholesterol and a a blood pressure pill, they're taking two blood pressure and they don't know what they're taking. They're just throwing pills in their mouth. And I'm just like, oh, Lord. So uh, it's uh, do I just you hope people that, pay attention. Do you think that this medic I mean I'm pretty sure I know the answer but I'm going to ask it kind of, you know, out loud. Do you think that this medication shortage is occurring at other pharmacies as well or do you have proof that it is? Oh, absolutely. I ha- I know CNAs and techs and stuff that work at I have a lot of pharmacist friends that work at a lot of other pharmacies and we've had a lot of the same discussions. And unfortunately, we're not allowed to tell our patients these things. You know, I, I, on a daily basis, put my job on the line because I have secret little conversations with some of my patients because I can't, in good conscience, lay my head on the pillow every night knowing I just gave Miss Jones medication that she does not need and is probably causing a lot of her health problems. Right. Because she's taken this medication. And because as we know... You know, medications have side effects, and those side effects exactly. are then countered by other medications that have other side effects. Exactly. And I got into the health field many years ago, and I uh, used to work with dementia and Alzheimer's patients, and that was my favorite thing. I absolutely loved it. I just um, got a little too close to my patients, and it just, it was, I'm a very emotional, attached person, so it was just really hard for me when I lost a patient. Mm-hmm. So I went into the CNA and then, you know, ended up somehow in a pharmacy. I don't believe in a lot of the medicine that I am personally filling and giving to my patients. So I battle with myself on a daily basis. Like this person doesn't need this, but here I am filling it for them. So I think I try to kind of make up for it by having side conversations with them right? and explaining to them a little bit more what this medication does, emphasizing the side effects, um, emphasizing the conversations. I have even went to the point of sitting down and writing down questions that they need to have with their physician. Like these are questions you need to be asking your physician you know, and ask your physician, just just as an example, this isn't a direct action that happened, but just, you know, as an example, if a patient is on Zofrin for, you know, a, a maximum amount of time, it's not just a couple of days, like you're constantly getting a filled, okay, ask your doctor, why am I nauseous and vomiting for this extended amount of time? What other things can we do to find out why this is happening instead of you just handing me a prescription for a pill that I keep taking. Exactly. You know, what are there any tests or any things that we can do to find out why this keeps happening? Because that's not normal. 
And could it be because of other medications? Can I switch to just ginger root and see if that's going to help me? You yeah, know, because different questions. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, like you were saying, ginger root handles, nausea and vomiting and things like that. It, it makes yeah, complete sense. Yeah, but there's sense. a lot of questions that they, they need to ask. Like, oh, I just been throwing up for three months. Now. What? That's not normal. There's a reason why you're vomiting for three months. Let's find out what that reason is so that we can fix that and not just have you pop in a pill. Yeah, it's it's most... I, I kind of feel like doctors nowadays, they want to treat the symptom. They don't give a shit what the root cause is because, again, they're all bought in. So if they can keep you on Big Pharma's tit, why cure exactly. what's going wrong with you? Let's just keep treating the symptom until ultimately you die. Exactly. Now, there was another thing that uh, you and I were talking about behind Mike which I don't know if we can talk about on here, but I think it might be something we might be able to just kind of brush on, which is pharmacies not taking important insurances starting like yes. beginning of the year or whatever. Um, I'll brush on this lightly. Lightly. As okay. much as you're comfortable with. Okay. There are certain companies... And they have negotiations with certain insurance companies as to whether they're going to take that insurance or not. And a lot of them are not agreeing with the price that these insurances are wanting to charge patients. So they're not coming to an agreement. So... Basically, a lot of insurances are forcing patients to go to mail order, which, FYI, sucks. So it's horrible. Yeah, I've I've had it. It's not. I mean, yeah. it's 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 yeah. You and it's just the the quality of the drugs you get is probably not that great, and I'm sure it's best yeah, price. And, and, and I and out of it trust, is normally a headache. Yeah, and and I, I okay so. And we did an episode fairly early on, and 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 if you have not read this book, um, uh, misredacted, I, I I encourage you to read a book called Bottle of Lies by Catherine Eben, and uh, I have it on audio book, yeah, so um, you know we can listen if, yeah. <laughs> together if you want. <laughs> yeah, but 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 seriously, like the way that they manufacture the especially generic drugs, I mean, there there's been some pretty, um, you know, and and you would think that just because that it's approved by by the FDA that it, that the drugs are safe. No, if you find out what what they did with some of these drugs, you you wouldn't want to be taking generic drugs for any for any reason because you don't know what you're getting. I mean, it, it's 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 like you know the whole system. If you if you look at it from top to bottom, you know left to right, whatever. It's like it's broke. Yeah, it's like they they basic they're basically just pushing pills at you that they don't even know if they fucking work or not. And guess what? Exactly. You, then you start taking all this random shit and you wonder why you're sick. Like much like she was talking about with the COVID drugs yeah. that don't fucking it's, work. It's like you, you you know you're better off just you know it's 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 you know I, I would say like you know when when you got you know if you're if you're on a diabetes thing 
you, you don't have a metformin, um, you know, deficiency. You, you should maybe just stop eating sugar and grains and seed oils. But no, doctors, and that's another thing. I, you know, we talked about the fact that yeah. if you dare as a doctor to speak out against all these medications and say, hey, instead of me giving you this, why don't you stop consuming this? Why don't you change your diet? Oh, God forbid. You're a quack. You're a nut job. You're being, you well, know, doctor, discredited. Doctors don't have, the doctors have like eight minutes with you at the most, right? They're not going to be doing detailed histories. They're going to be, they're going to be listening for the symptom and say, here, here's a drug. You know, they're they're handing out statins like Pez, you know I mean? Seriously, like this is, it's, it's and you know, it's, it's a uh, very interesting. You mentioned that particular drug metformin. Um, I'm really glad you brought that up. That is one of the biggest drugs that they push on patients. And I have so many patients that say, I don't need that. Why am I taking that? Insurance companies will, for it's a way in our system that put it through, telling us we have to fill this medication for 90 days. And, and every 90 days, we have to fill this. So we do. And the patient pays for it, picks it up. And they're like, I have five bottles of this at home. Why do you keep filling it for me? Because if the patient doesn't pick it up, the the insurance no longer wants to pay for certain medications. So essentially they are forcing the patient to get this medication because if you don't get this medication, we're not going to pay for these other medications. Now, granted, the patient has the right to not, I mean, they're paying for it and they're picking it up. And of course they could put it in their cabinet like they usually do. But what about these patients that aren't in the right mind to understand I don't have to physically take this medication. They're taking it. And why is this? Metformin is one of the biggest ones that insurances and doctors push. And I have spoken to pharmacists, and they do say that they joke about we should put it in the water. It's it's that good of a medication. But my thing is, y'all don't push nothing good that hard. Nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome the vaccines. Yeah. How hard did they? I mean, pushing, threatening, you know. Yeah. Much. And actually, by, by the way, that against was one, their will even. Yeah. That was one of the drugs, by the way, that was one of the drugs that I was on. Right. Metformin. The same here. Yeah. And um, and yeah, when that when the pharmacist told me not to do it, I said, yeah, uh, I have a calcium score of zero. I have basically I've already talked to my doctor about my about my blood sugar. I don't actually need this drug, so I'm not taking it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and by, wanna, by, and, yeah, and it's just like I still you know, I have any, okay, and, and you know, and, but and, I want to point out something before you continue that. For anyone who's not aware, and please, name redacted, correct me if I'm wrong, pharmacists actually have to go to med school and become doctors before they can become pharmacists. Correct. So. That doesn't surprise me that a pharmacist would be all, you know, talking shit like that. Not that they have the right to, because, no, because obviously cause, cause your doctor is That's who, not my doctor. Right, like, exactly, exactly. But yeah. they do have the medical knowledge behind, and, you know, yeah, are, well, some but, of them but, but, but if are bought But in. if they're pushing a pill without having this, the the other, you know, the other history, because this guy didn't know me from Adam. The only thing he knew right. about me was what was it, what was in my, you know, what was in my insurance file. But... 
you know, when you take charge of your health, yeah, you don't need a doctor most of the time. You can figure, you can figure most of the stuff out on your own. You basically, it's, it's not, you know, you don't need, uh, you don't need metformin. You need to stop taking the, you know, stop eating the stuff that's causing you to need metformin. You know, we're treating mm-hmm. symptoms. We're not treating the root cause. It's, you know, blood sugar. Yeah. Why is your blood sugar high? Well, maybe you're eating too much sugar or maybe you've got too much stress. You're not getting enough sleep. I mean, trust me. Like I would, even when There's I'm eating, a lot of right, reasons. Yeah. When I'm eating right, I, 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 and I still have high blood sugar. Guess what? It's stress, y'all, and and you know, and I've had quite a lot of stress the last, uh, you know, last little bit. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I know all about, um, you know, having your blood sugar high and for for no discernible reason. Well, yeah, maybe it's just stress that you're under, and maybe you should do something about that. You know, I, I did. So there was actually something else that we had talked about behind the mic that we found very interesting. You were telling us about people who come to your window from another country and you noticed a similarity in all of them. Yeah. So we did. <laughs> so uh I'm we think to be there's careful what I say though. <laughs> I I get that. <laughs> Um, so we were talking about the fact that they all had a common birthday. Yes, we have a lot of African patients that speak Swahili. And um, some of them are actually really nice. I'm teaching them English and they're teaching me sign language and stuff. So we're learning how to communicate. But I just find it really weird. Um, it's it's policy. I have to ask you your name and date of birth. You know, you have to verify two forms of, you know, information um, before I can speak to you about anything, period. I have to ask your date of birth. 99.9, and this is not exaggerating, their birthday is January 1st. Normally, it's 1998. And I look at them like, girl, you know you older than that. But it's always January 1st. I'm like, is are you guys only born on January 1st? What's going on here? That's and really interesting. That, yeah, that I'm, I don't know. Is it something the government's doing? Is it something? Uh, it seems like it would be government motivated, know. obviously. But something has to, it's always January 1st. And I do have maybe two patients that have a different date of birth, but soon as they come, I'm like, January 1st, what's the year? <laughs> I already know. And they <laughs> smile. Like, they know. They smile. And I'm like, come on, and you do talk to me. And even when I look at, because some of them, even when I say, you know, what's the date of birth, they don't understand me. And I don't speak Swahili. I'm learning, but not there yet. Um, they'll give me either a passport or just a paper from the doctor's office or something that has their name and date of birth on it and of course it says January 1st and I'm like I don't know I, I, I'm i curious so if any of your listeners might have a, a reason for that please let us know because yeah, I I'm, really am curious about that yeah I, I I'm seeing in our chat or? that we have someone that is you know also agreeing like you know that's weird There's there's something not quite right about that particular issue. 
It, it's one of those things that you look at a photo and you're like, something is wrong. I'm just not quite. It's it, it's almost like the highlights magazine. Remember the highlights magazine? Oh, we were good kids? lord! Yeah, you're you're, I'm, it's your, you're dating you're, ourselves a bit. I know yeah, exactly, but I know that name redacted is the same age I am, so yeah. she'll be able to relate to that. <laughs> yes, um, I'm so, just I'm, I'm really curious to know why. And what's going on with that? Because, and I also have reached out to, as I said, other pharmacists and technicians and stuff, and they said, you know, the same thing. I, actually, after I spoke to you about that earlier, I shot out a couple text messages, and I was like, "Have you ever noticed a pattern with most of our Swahili patients?" And they're like, "Like what?" I'm like, "What's their date of birth?" And I got laugh my butt off. It's January first. <laughs> like, thank you. That's okay. Funny. I was just making sure it wasn't just me. Exactly. Okay. So we have we have just some standard questions. Oh, actually, wait. <laughs> all right, we. Uh, I think we've pretty much ticked all of the uh, things that we wanted to pull out. So we are going to do our quick toast and jam session, and. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll do our regular show here. So um, just as, as as you, so we yeah, we kind of got through that. I, I think actually, there's one thing we want to do. So the advice that you would give to folks, right? Yes. Based, based on the fact that we are, it, it, like, okay, we we talk about all this stuff and, we, and and realize that this is part of a much larger, uh, you know, honestly, it seems like to be a much part of a uh, you know, much larger uh, initiative to uh, make us do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So the so okay. So based on all that, now we and you know and so obviously there. Yeah. There. I, I wish I had the JCD clip. They're trying to fuck with us because it seems like they are. Um, and this is. And it's not just pharma. It's it's food. It's all this other stuff. So I mean, you know, what's your what's your advice to people to try and like how do you sort of navigate this? My best advice is ask questions. Pay attention. Um, don't just say, okay, gas prices went up, this sucks, or food prices went up, this sucks. Ask questions. Find out why. Speak more to your doctors. Get more information about your medications. Dear God, please do not Google it, because Google is going to tell you that you're dying. (laughs) Exactly. Somebody that you trust. The medications specifically... That I know you wanted to tell our pedal heads that if they can get their hands on, scoop them up because they will be necessary. Absolutely. If you have children, if you can get your doctor, which some doctors are cool and can do it, some aren't, get them to write you a prescription for acetaminophen, Tylenol, um, amoxicillin, an antibiotic, if you can, just so that you can fill that and hold it and have it on hand. Start looking into home remedies because you, we may be coming to a point where you're going to need that. Um, if you're able, if you're in a Dollar Tree, a Dollar General, anywhere, and you see ibuprofen or Tylenol, mostly for children, it hasn't really affected the adult dose at this point, but it would not hurt. Hey, grab a bottle for you too. And hold on to that, you know, and start looking up more natural ways to do things. If you can can foods, can foods. But I'm really, I mean, personally, 
where I work, my pharmacist ordered two bottles. It comes in 200 and I think it's like 74 milligram bottles of acetaminophen so that if our family's kids needed, you know, this prescription Tylenol, we could have our doctors write a prescription and we'd at least have it. They're not even sending us that. Like we're not able to get our hands on it. The the shelves are bare and guys just pay attention. You know, it seems like little things, but it's not. It's 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 very very big things. And yeah. pay attention. Yeah, pay, uh, yeah. Uh, Mo Fax says, "Pay attention. Everything the truth will reveal itself." And and, and I right. and yeah, and I think it's uh, you know I, I know JCD's been saying, "Hey, get a script of Tamiflu and keep it around just in case you know in case you do get the flu." Right? He's, he said that he's been yeah, saying that that's for years. something else that we go off and on. Like we're able to get it, and then we're not. We're able to get it, and we're not. If you're on psych meds, if any kind of mandatory medication that you were on, do your very best to get. A 90-day supply, you can actually uh, get a 90-day supply. You can call your insurance and tell them you lost it. You are entitled to an emergency supply, as they'll call it, to where they'll have to fill that script again. That way you have it on hand. Right now, most maintenance medicines aren't being affected. Um, There are some, uh, Linzess, as I said, Eliquis, Xarelto, Warfarin, there are certain medications that we're having a very hard time getting. So if this is something that you have to have, do what it takes to get an extra one. And don't let your insurance try to tell you, well, you just filled it for 90 days. Guess what? I lost it. It's called an emergency uh, emergency claim. They can override it and pay for a one-time emergency thing. At least that buys you 90 days. Exactly. And now we do have a question that came in in our chat in the form of a boost from Dame Bully Steed, 7777. And I'm assuming that the way she put this, she's wondering, what is your take on ivermectin? Um, I'm really not okay with that question. I'm sorry. I wish I could help you, but. Okay, it was, really it was just what your, what your opinion of was of the medication. That was all. Um, everyone has their own personal opinions on different yeah. medicines. I don't, and think, I, don't think my... it's, I don't think it's a fair question, but but yeah, they, yeah, we we did get a we did get a boost from uh, yeah. You from don't Ga- think it's a fair question to ask this person well, their personal opinion on ivermectin? Well, it, we, we, I was yes, I wasn't I wasn't taking it as a question that should be asked necessarily. Is but I, that's why I, I took it's it. A, in. It's, it's a fair question. It absolutely is, especially if you have somebody that deals with medications every day. I can completely understand, you know, this person, you know, wanting advice on a medication before they take it. It's no, no, no. Because this, I'm not a doctor. No, no. This was not a do. question of if they should take it or not, because ivermectin has been a hot button in since the very beginning of COVID where you know, Trump was saying, you know, yeah, ivermectin's good. You know, Rogan said, you know, he was a fan of ivermectin. Everybody was shitting about how, you know, oh, you're eating horse paste and all that stuff, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Trump also tell us to drink bleach? <laughs> okay. Fair, fair enough. But Fair enough. So, okay, let, let me ask the <laughs> question a different way. Not necessarily with regards there. to COVID, right? But have you ever seen anybody have issues with ivermectin as a, you know, as a pharmacist? Yes, 
Absolutely. Okay, but I mean, I mean that's fair. That that's all. That's what I was looking for. Was have have you seen anything? Well, how prevalent is it versus yeah. let's say some of the other drugs that you because talk to I know about? yeah I I know that you know it was a big thing that for a lot of times, um, you know they were saying you know oh ivermectin is bad and it's you know this that and the other thing and you know the the other one that was a real hot button was the um, hydroxychloroquine. Mm-hmm. And I, I we would fill a lot of that. You said you filled a lot of that. Yes, we do. We fill a lot of that. Okay. What's your What's your opinion on it? Do you think because it works? I haven't. Um. Hmm. I mean, I guess kind that was like kind of the question, question I was asking on on both of them is if you think ivermectin works or if you think hydroxychloroquine works. But see, that's kind of like a loaded question because it depends on the patient. There are certain medications that are shit. I don't care who you are or what your symptoms are. This is not going to do shit for you, just like the whole little COVID thing they have. It's not going to do shit for you. But then there are certain medications that for a certain percentage of people, it is shit. And it's going to cause you more side effects and it's not worth any benefit, the slight benefit you might get from it. But then there are patients... Any medication you take, you're risking a side effect. The question is, is it worth the side effect for the benefit that you're going to get based upon what your medical need is? Are you following me? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're following you. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question because I because I um, are you aware of uh, the number needed to treat? What do you mean? Are you familiar with the term number needed to treat? Okay. Okay. So the idea. Okay. So, and and this is in most of the in most of the I don't know the research involving specific drugs. What it says, what the number needed to treat is the number of people that need to take this drug for one person to receive a benefit. Okay. Yeah, I'm following yeah. you. So, um, yeah, for statin drugs, it's like two hundred and something people need to take a drug for one of them to receive a benefit from it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a and, and that's you know, that's that's an actual said. statistic that they can that they, that they figured they figured out. And so, you know, when it, when a drug has a number needed to treat like of like two hundred and something, i.e., your typical statin, like okay, so I'm better off doing. And, and by the way, like you you know, meanwhile, there's all these side effects versus if I just if I just don't take the drug, right? Um, you know, why would why would I take a drug that has an NNT of two hundred and something people, whereas if I had a if I had a, a drug with an NNT of maybe like ten or something, okay, the odds are a little bit better, right? Because that's because what that tells me is that. There's a, there's, you know, for, for, you know, cause, cause like, like you've said, every drug has pros and cons, right? Depends on the person. And some people mm-hmm. might, you know, a, a drug, I mean, I, you know, I mean, when I was, uh, when, when I was early on in my, in my, in my, you know, taking pharma, uh, you know, they gave me lisinopril for, for high blood pressure. Uh, it made me cough, right? And so, they, of course, they gave me a different drug, um, the, the, to try and, to, to try and maintain that. And, 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 and I found that most, blood pressure medication doesn't actually help it 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 you know it makes it makes me feel kind of weird so i'd rather i'd rather not take it and i'll you know and you know what is the definition of high blood pressure anyway right well that seems to have been adjusted over the years it seems like that those numbers have come down so that more people qualify for the drugs i don't know if that's just me as a as a patient i don't know but no i understand where you're coming from um which is kind of why i really wasn't 
comfortable answering the question because I don't know what her symptoms are. I, there's some drugs that I think are just absolutely trash and no, no. not going to help anyone. Knowing, like, knowing example, this listener, she wasn't asking because she was prescribed it or she was going to take it. She's one of our dames and she is one of the No Agenda producers. And like I said, No Agenda has talked extensively about the controversy behind ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and all that since the beginning of this. That was all that that question was basically centering around. It wasn't even a question. She just said no. She No, but I read into the fact that the statement that she had made was I, I took it that she possibly wanted me to ask Name Redacted what her opinion on ivermectin was. And then there was other various chat that was going on, you know, around what had gone on. No. Well, I can tell you I personally would never take it. I can definitely tell you that. And, and the same fair. thing, like with what you were saying about the lisinopril, yeah, they exactly. put patients on medications. Like, they put me on 40 mil. They started me at 40 milligrams of lisinopril, like, back to our previous conversation about my issue when I went to the hospital after COVID. And I was like, wow, that's pretty high for starting me, and I don't ever have high blood pressure. I don't take 40 milligrams now. If I do, like, I monitor my blood pressure every day. If I do notice that it's elevated more than slightly, I will take five milligrams, and I'm fine. But a doctor isn't with you every day. They're not monitoring you every day. Let's be realistic. You might see your doctor maybe, if you're lucky, once a month, but normally it's every 60 to 90 days. So, and they're going to take your blood pressure right then, and they're going to base whatever medication they're going to give you on what your blood pressure might be right then. And realistically, you probably sat waiting room for about a damn hour waiting to get into your doctor's appointment, not doing anything but twiddling your thumbs. You're not at work where you're go, 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 or you're not in your stressful daily life to where you're at a point that your blood pressure is going to be elevated. So they're going to either under-medicate you, which they definitely don't want to do that, so they're going to over-medicate you. Of course. And that's just, you know, that's that's just how the system works. And I even asked that, like, my last doctor's appointment, are you taking your license? No, I'm not. What do you mean you're not? Your blood pressure's good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I'm not taking it. Like, I'm not yeah. going to just... Ergo, it's not needed. As a daily maintenance, more a PRN. Yeah. So we actually got okay. We got so this actually. So we actually got this. Uh, this this actually is more of a. It seems like it's more of a question. So Dame Boosty Steed uh, post uh, boosted the same with, person who brought up the ivermectin. Yeah. In fairness. So she she said yes. Yeah, so, so she boosted seven 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 sats, saying Bayer aspirin versus ivermectin, uh, both of which you know. So we know Bayer aspirin's over the counter here in the in, in the U.S. Uh, but apparently mm-hmm. ivermectin's over the counter in South Korea, and it's actually you can. I think it's is it over for the counter for the treatment of SARS COVID one two. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I was not aware of that. That's exactly. So, um, but that's why we do this show. We make people aware of things nobody knew. Heck, I didn't know it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, you know, aspirin's been around for, you know, I mean, ivermectin's, I mean, ivermectin's been around, what, like 60, 70 years or something like that. And Bayer aspirin's been around for, you know, for more than a century at this point. Um, and I remember as a kid taking uh, aspirin as a, you know, that that was what was available as the, as the painkiller. I mean, I remember having chewable, you know, aspirin when, of course, then there was okay, Rye syndrome I'm, or whatever. But they, they, wait, you know, I, I I'm 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 gonna actually jump in on this one. Okay. This I even as a kid I found this fucked up. 
There used to be a product, and, and I don't know Name Redacted if you are familiar with this product. It was called Aspergum, and it was literally for children. It came in what? cherry. Yes, it came in cherry and also orange flavor. And it was in those little, um, you know the gum, like the um, dentine ice that comes in those little foil pop-it-out packs, like the candy-coated gum? That's what this shit was. And even back then, yeah. I found that really peculiar, like... Kids are going to look at that, get into that, and end up fucking overdosing on aspirin. How dark is that? That's crazy. No, it's what I thought. Even at like eight years old, I think I was when I, you know, when I encountered this medication. Oh wow! I mean, granted, my mom kept it. I was smart enough not to go, oh, candy, and empty the whole fucking pack. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, how many kids, is that why it got taken off the shelves? Because a lot of kids did do that, possibly, when their parents weren't looking. Amazing. Okay, but it's the same thing like the laxatives. They made them into little chocolate pieces. My mom. Oh, my God. My so that's kind of funny you mentioned that. They got them. Yeah, my mom had actually, she thought it would be funny and not knowing that one of her friends was allergic to X-lax. And uh, I think it was her, one of her sisters, had given their friend X-lax as a joke and, and it really f- made her sick. Yeah, it really can. I used to keep them always in my purse because my oldest child, who I think maybe was about eight at the time, she always had constipation problems. So I always had some in there, you know, the little blue and white box with a little foil and the chocolates in there. And my son at the time, I think he was about three, the kids used to always go in my purse because they knew I would always have like bubble gum or something in there. And I was cooking. He went in my purse and thought he found a chocolate bar. Oh, no. And I freaked out. I was like, oh, you made the whole pack? I'm calling poison control and everything. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> like totally freaking out. And let's just say, I mean, he was fine. He was not a happy camper sleeping on the toilet. <laughs> no <laughs> Thank doubt. God. He was he was fine through all of that, but I promise you, any time he wanted something out of my purse after that, he asked. Yeah, well, oh for he sure, did you learned that not lesson. Not right? snooping anymore. Uh, um, so, um, okay, so we we got another boost from uh, Dame Boosty Steed uh, with seven 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 Sat saying uh, RX redacted. Thank you, January first birthday for the African diaspora. That's what we got. So. But, uh, what did I say? I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you. No, it said uh, RX redacted. Thank you, January first birthday for the African diaspora. That's how it. The information about that, yeah, I believe, yeah, is what the, she yeah, was for the, yeah, for the, alluding oh, to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm really curious about yeah. that. I, so so I've, I've actually I've actually met Dame Bullysteed because she she's out in the Pacific Northwest, and I actually met her at a couple of the No Agenda meetups right before I uh, before I uh, came out uh, came out here to uh, East Tennessee. Uh, so um, um, yeah, she 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 she's a I, I I love her to death. I really do. Um, she's she's a national she's, treasure. She's we a national her. treasure. We, we we keep saying this. Um, so, um, but uh, yeah, the, and, uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, Asper Asper Asperger gum come. Yeah, that that's a oh that's a God, there's that's a, show a show title. title. Hold on a minute. Well, actually, um, Free Troll Chimp, which used to work for the NIH, was actually talking about the bleach being a legit thing, according to the ADA. Uh, Trump had butchered it, but effectively, it is a disinfectant, and it is safe at low doses. And our immune cells have little suicide bomber types that are bleach bombs, according to the chat. So that's pretty interesting. And also, hydrogen peroxide and superoxide. 
So the more you know, I reckon. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I guess, I think we've... Poor Name Redactor has been grilled so hard today. We we need to give her a reprieve. We should probably do our Toast and Jam segment so she can have a breather <laughs> yeah. for a moment. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll give, we'll give her a break here while we... So, um, okay, so we just did a show yesterday, right? So, so episode 60 has a lot of stuff that happened the last week. And really, the only thing that happened today was uh, Christmas because uh, this is so... Um, and it was funny because um, we, we we were going to do um, a little bit more of an elaborate Christmas uh, situation, but uh, the weather and, and everything just kind of it, it just didn't exactly work. It, it didn't work out. And I'm really, you know, I think we're both really glad that that, uh, that it didn't uh, happen that way. But um, but uh, very much. So. But uh, we did. Uh, you know, there, there was Christmas presents this morning um, and uh I got. I'm going to actually post a link to this in the chat for those who are live, and I will. Uh, I will share a picture of this uh, in the show notes for later. Um, but um, yeah, the yeah the gifts that uh, I, I I feel I, I feel bad because I didn't I didn't do this well um, with uh, with with uh, with you. Um, but uh, um, it's all good. Yeah, but uh, this is so. Um, multiple. So I got about, I got six albums and I mean albums in the sense of vinyl. Um, pick is in the chat. Yeah. The late, yeah, you can see in the chat and I'll put it in the show notes if you're listening later. Um, but, uh, I got Pink Floyd's animals. I got, uh, also another from Pink Floyd obscured by clouds. Uh, a couple from Alan Parsons project, uh, I robot and I in the sky. Uh, and then Pink Floyd's the wall, I guess also, yeah, that was also there three from Pink Floyd. And then, uh, I got, uh, goodbye yellow brick road, uh, from Elton John, which actually I think was the one that caused me to cry the most. Um, I don't know. It was a toss-up between the wall and and Elton John. Yeah, um, but I was already crying. I got the, I opened the wall first, and then opened uh, um, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And, and the, yeah, there, to say there was a lot of emotion all at once um, with all of that. So um, there's a there there's a few other things. I, there was um, some some Apple gear that showed up. Um, you know, a a uh, a gift certificate to our local uh, our local alcohol uh, acquisition place, and uh, a, a well that. Was from Wookie, yeah, and, and uh, animals came from my mom. Yeah, animals, came, yeah, came from from Mama L. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, the, a bar of Mocha Madness soap from the from our soap place in Coeur d'Alene. Uh, so yeah, it was it was quite a it was quite a haul. And uh, yeah, I'm um, yeah, seriously, like y'all. I mean, that's you know, I mean, I didn't I didn't really want a lot for Christmas and got everything I wanted, and I can't really um, so. Um, all right, we're gonna we're we're not gonna go real quick long on the toast and jam here, but um, and uh, we don't really have a we didn't get any more voicemails two five three two three seven three three two one on what our Christmas move favorite Christmas movie is. No, we did not. Um, I'm but, sad. Yeah, we watched Die Hard. If you hadn't heard, um, that's right. We, oh, I was just gonna say that's my favorite. Well, oh yeah, because it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off the thirty second floor in Nakatomi Towners, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. That's right. I'm an action movie chick. And that is my, f- and everybody at work makes fun of me because they're like, that's not a Christmas movie. Yeah. <gasps> Oops. There are two types of people. Those who think Die Hard is a Christmas movie and those who are wrong. Well, those who know, no, those who know that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and those who are wrong. That's right. Yeah. So, 
All right. So, That's right. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we our toast. And, so, yeah, if you want to hear what happened this last week with us other than, other than Christmas, uh, yeah, go listen to episode 60, which is uh, available uh, at lotuseffect.show. Uh, you can go find all our past episodes, and this one will show up when we're done. That's right. But because we have our special guest, Name Redacted, and she has, you know, She's been nice enough to give us this interview on this Christmas holiday and take time out of her family time. So we only have her for a few more minutes. So we are cutting our toast and jam a little off uh, so that, you know, we can uh, we can handle things. But it is all good. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we're, we're going to ask you just kind of some, some general questions. And, and these are, these are part of our, um, you know, part of our, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The standard questions we ask for in the blossom episodes, which is when in our interview episodes, um, you know, I guess we'll start with the, the, the sort of the, how did we meet? And uh, we'll start with that question. Yeah. Um, list. Honestly, the universe just kind of put us together. I um, personally don't drive. I have epilepsy, so I don't drive. And I um, use Lyft everywhere I go. Yes, people, that is quite expensive, just so you know. And then one day I just met this absolutely amazing person, and our energies just matched and she just made me laugh, and, and I felt completely comfortable talking to her because normally, yes, I'm one of those that read my book in the backseat of the lift. <laughs> but they're, actually, I don't think I've ever even opened a book since I've known you in front of you. No, I don't think you have. No, of course, your ride isn't I, that long to work anyway. But still, I have not brought out my tablet or anything to read. I am definitely a reader. And I am a very kind of antisocial person, kind of a nerd, sort of. But we just chit-chat every single day. Like, we uplift each other, and it's going to be a fabulous Friday, or, you know, we just, and that's that's how we met. And we instantly connected and just became really, really great friends. That's right. And And then, of course... Who I call Mr. McDreamy. <laughs> he is a package deal. And of course, met him, and he is just super awesome person and amazing heart. Just, he makes my girl happy. So I just like instantly, it's, it's absolutely crazy if I think about how long I've known the two of you compared to how close I feel to the two of you. Aww. You are just amazing, loving people, and you guys mean the world to me. Oh, we adore you, too. No, thank you. So, thank you. <laughs> uh, have you ever had a tarot reading done? No, but, well, well, I take that back. When I was really young, when I was 19, I did. And it scared me so much that this lady was so accurate that I haven't done it. But I absolutely want to do it again. Um, well, all, right, all right. Well, so okay. When when we get together next time, uh, uh, we'll have to do a tarot reading. Phone boy does really? Yeah, phone boy does tarot. Oh, I am holding you to that. <laughs> yeah. So of of course. Um, so yeah, we'll 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 um, yeah we'll do that. Um, um, so 
So apparently it was pretty accurate. That's like the follow-up question if you've ever had one done is how accurate was it? And you, you kind of answered that by saying, oh, I was so scared at how accurate it was. I never had another one. Yes, <laughs> it was. And I was very young and I didn't believe in that stuff. It was just, you know, it's like, oh, you know, this will be fun. And the accuracy that this woman had, I was just like, okay, this is freaky. And I'm not saying like, oh, you're going to meet tall, dark, and handsome, and then all of a sudden this tall, dark, and handsome looks in the room. No, this lady was really accurate on everything to where I had chills all over my body, and I know that there is absolutely no way that she knew the things that she was saying because no one else, none of my friends that were with me knew any of that. I'm a very private person, and none of my friends even knew that so i was just like this is crazy <laughs> but i was a teenager so i was like um excuse me ma'am gotta go <laughs> so I, i'm definitely interested especially with certain events in my life currently and now that i have more of a understanding and an open mind about things mm-hmm. i'm definitely interested and i would absolutely love it yeah well um yeah, maybe we'll do something. Uh, maybe we'll do something for you here. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you know, baby, tell me something that. bad though. I'm gonna step on your baby toe. Just FYI, yeah. <laughs> protect the toe. Just it's all saying. good. We'll we'll make it happen for sure. So we did. <laughs> Yeah, we we don't want to keep we we want to uh, we want to be respectful of your time because we've taken quite a lot of it here. Yeah. Um, so um, we, we just have a couple of more questions that you know are, are kind of. Uh, you know, on on brand. So So we talked earlier about the fact that using ginger root for nausea, is there any other alternative, not pig pharma that you've used uh, for certain things and and what, uh, what have they been? What methods? Oh, honey, I could go on all day. There are many things I can tell you. um, I'm going to make this as short as possible because my grandkids are about to disown me. But, (laughs) I can tell you from personal experience, at one point in time, I was uh, very young, and due to apparently something that I was born with, that I grew up in a family that you didn't go to doctors, you didn't do any of that, so they didn't know it was something I was born with. Mm -hmm. So by the age of 26, I was on my third heart attack. Oh my gosh. And my, like, they couldn't figure out, like, what is causing this? And I was about 140 pounds, um, had three kids. They put me on all these medications and told me I had to stay in bed. Like I was literally allowed to get up for about 15, 20 minutes a day. That is my total daily allowed out of bed. That is to shower, check the mail, whatever I have to do. Mind you, I have a two-year-old. This is impossible. So I tried. And I went from about 140 pounds to 345 pounds. And I finally realized, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. They tried to tell me I was diabetic. I have a heart condition, just all this stuff. I said, I'm going to die in this bed, and I can't raise my baby. Like, I'm not doing it. And I literally got up, and I flushed all of my medication. And just... To say, I'm not recommending that to any listeners. I'm not recommending that you go flush all your medication. Please do not do that. Not my smartest decision. Well, well yeah, because all that stuff leaches yeah. into the water supply, as you know. Yeah, but don't just quit taking your medication. Well, no, what, what she's saying is what quitting any done, med cold turkey is a bad yeah. idea. 
yeah, don't do that. What I should have done was what my second step was, should have been my first step. I went to see a holistic doctor. Even though I was against that, I was like, oh, I'm not doing all this yoga, (laughs) you know, natural herb. That was just not me. It wasn't how I was raised. But my best friend worked for a holistic doctor. She was a nurse there. And she said, you know, come see. It was uh, Dr. Walner in, in Miami, Florida, which is my hometown. And I said, okay. And I did. He put me on magnesium, chromium, all natural vitamins. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, I'm still going to die. These vitamins are not going to do crap for me. And I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. Because magnesium, chromium, certain vitamins can balance out your sugars. Certain things can, certain foods, certain vitamins absolutely can make a difference to where I can tell you now it's been uh, several years. I'm not going to throw my age out there. <laughs> it's been several years. I moved up here to Tennessee and I did my yearly, uh, you know, checkup with my cardiologist. My cardiologist actually had to send to my cardiologist in Florida and request all my films and all my records, my uh, Doppler ultrasounds, everything, because he did not believe that I had had three heart attacks. He said, "That's I'm looking at your heart right now. That's not possible. And wow. he sent for the films and everything, and he's seen it, and he said, do you know how remarkable you are? And, of course, me being me, I was like, yeah, I know. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are awesome. You are awesome. <laughs> Thank you. But it really made me stop and and realize a lot of people think it's hocus pocus and it's herbs and it's no it's not and don't get me wrong I take my pharmacy medicine here and there you know I'm definitely not on a healthy path right now I can you can attest to that girl but Mm -hmm. I'm doing better you know and due to some health setbacks I've I've kind of you know, falling back again, but I can honestly say that there are alternatives. There are certain vitamins, magnesium, chromium, vitamin B, which is great for you. Get out in the sun. Absolutely. Get vitamin B from the sun. And, and I say that as a hypocrite because I live in my little cave. If I'm not at work, I'm in my cave. And right now, I'm a Florida girl, and it's colder than a snowman's ass outside. So no, yes, I'm is. not going out there. <laughs> but get some sun. Soak up those rays. There's so many natural things that you can do. Don't think because you have this label of diabetes or this label of a heart condition or this label of anything. It's just a label, and don't let it label you. You can change it. Exactly. So we we have two quick questions, uh, real easy ones. What is your poison? What's your favorite uh, liquor or drink? I'm going to pick just one. (laughs) My kind of friend. What kind of show is this? I'm telling you. (laughs) All right, top five. Um, (laughs) Okay. I love my wine. It depends on my mood. You know, if I'm just in a... I want to relax in a bubble bath and watch Grey's Anatomy. Yes, 
I watch Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that's that's why you refer to me as Mr. McDreamy or something like that. Yes, because you're Mr. McDreamy. I'll tell you about Mr. McSteamy that I met at work, but I'll tell you about that later. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Yeah, then I like a nice wine and ice cold wine and, you know, just a bowl back on my show or if I'm reading a romance novel or something. If I've had a day where I'm just ready to throat punch somebody, yeah, I'm coming home and I'm having shots. And I don't care if it's Jack or it's vodka or it's tequila. Mm, not really caring as long as it's not Jägermeister or Goldschlager. Ooh, I'm with you. Ew. Goldschlager's Goldschlager. nasty, but I'll fuck with Jäger occasionally. Uh-uh, can't do it. Nope. <laughs> nope, not it. gonna do it. Wouldn't be pertinent at this juncture. All right. Okay, do it. And Goldslugger, you get either A or B of me. A, very loving, sweet, and nice. Or B, say one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we just stay away from that because I'm not a violent person. So I, I can get with that. So the final question we have is, what is one thing about you that no one or very few people know? Ooh. Mmm. That's a dirty one, girl. You snuck that in there on me. Yeah, well, you never know what you're going to get. That's why we call it the Lotus Effect. Um. I don't know. So many. I, I, I don't know what context you're going with. Well, basically like, any. I mean, it's kind of an open question. Uh, two things pop in my mind. So I guess I'll just share them both. Okay, one is something that you know, but most people don't know, is I always use humor to hide my fears or anxiety and stuff, which, you know. Yeah, well, that, that sounds like somebody else that. I know. And uh... coincidence, <laughs> I think not. You can kiss my ass, phone boy. I'm just saying. And number two, which might be a little bit better. Um, okay, so I was always kind of sort of the good girl when I was a kid. I was um, very petite, and they called me scrappy because I was raised with a bunch of boys and constantly learned how to box and how to fight. But I never did anything fun. I was always taking care of my siblings, and I was always studying. So one time I snuck out to a place we call Seven Lakes, um, where we do, like, mudding and bonfires, and we went skinny dipping. Mm -hmm. And here I was, all about 98 pounds, dancing on a log, butt naked with all of my girlfriends. May or may not have a few fellas there. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) My hair is really long down past my butt, but the best part of the story is my older cousin came with all his friends, and they were watching through the bushes, but because the silhouette from the fire, he couldn't tell it was me. So they're making comments about us girls, and I laughed, and my giggle, he realized it was me. He fought two of his best friends. And then came and got me, threw me butt naked over his shoulder, slapped my ass, beat my ass all the way to the truck, 
threw me in the back of the truck. I didn't even get to get in the cab. He threw me in the back of the truck. How mean. Right. With his T-shirt and said, put this on now. (laughs) And took me home. But he did not tell on me. So he definitely gets points. But I promise you, I had a very red hiney, and I never, ever snuck out to the lake again. <laughs> that and is the only person funny. that knows about that is me, him, and now you and the rest of the world that listens. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> Your secret's safe with uh, with all the pedal heads, I'm sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, um, well, Miss Redacted, uh, I definitely appreciate you uh, giving us your time this uh, this yes. evening. Um, we dropped a lot of information on folks, and hopefully, um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, I think it's just it, you know, it, it, this goes along with the, our general message: get off big pharma, get off, uh, you know, take care, take control of your own life. The people That's that right. the people that seem to be affected by all this are the people that defer their decisions to somebody else, and you know, they're going to pick something that uh, you don't that that are that's not in your best interest and not shocking that uh that uh, this is what's happening the whole system seems to be set up for people that that don't think uh get trapped up in it and uh it may, they may not survive yeah that's true it's, it's it's great that you guys are doing this and it's an honor to be able to put whatever information i can give out to everyone and i just hope that people just really open your eyes like Please pay attention to what they're, you know, giving to you, what they're trying to push down your throat, you know, just and reach out to support people that actually care, people that have knowledge. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah, but, yeah don't be afraid. Yeah, those drugs. I mean, OK. And, and again, because so I know that your uh, when you get a uh, pharma prescription pharma, you get these little uh, information sheets that tell you and you mm-hmm. should actually read those things and you and figure out well, do you really want those side effects? Uh, you know, what's the prevalence of those side effects and you know, what's the impact of those uh, of those things that that your doctor is suggesting that you take? And uh, I'm just really leaving glad it alone. you mentioned that. I, I'm really that's a very good point and. I'm really glad you mentioned that because I had so many patients that's like, oh, no, just throw that away. And I insist on them taking it. Read it. It's going to tell you what your side effects are. It's going to tell you what possibilities are. Don't just Google something because it's going to tell you so much crap that's crap. But read it. And some things, I'm not. there's slight possibilities, but some things are major possibilities. But either way, you need to know that it's possible that these things happen. So I'm so glad you said that. Absolutely. We give you these papers for a reason. Read them. They're very, very informative. They're very important. Yeah. And that's, yeah, just, just take control. I mean, I think our, our, our message in this podcast as a general rule is Take control of your life, folks. Don't outsource it to a doctor. I mean, I know I made this mistake. And when I realized that the doctors weren't that interested in my health, I said, well, okay, well, I'm pretty interested in my health. So let me, let me, and they're clearly not. So let's figure this out for myself. And so, you know, guess what? You're going to do a better job than your doctor because your doctor doesn't have to live with all the conditions and side effects and stuff that you have. You do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, just say no to, to the, you know, or, you know, ask a lot of questions about the pharma that you're doctor prescribes you before you take it and you know because guess what they're, they're just because a doctor prescribes it doesn't mean you have to take it y'all exactly exactly your doctor is prescribing it because he feels 
here, take this. He's making money off that. I'm sorry, but he's making money off that. And I'm not saying that about all doctors. There are very good doctors out there. I, for one, had, was blessed to have pediatricians that I put in my children's files no medication and was absolutely necessary. My kids didn't take antibiotics. They didn't get on all kinds of medicines. They swore my son had ADHD. Well, you know what? He's 18 years old. He just graduated high school. He's at the top of his class. He's been an honor student since sixth grade. He's been taking college classes in seventh grade. And he's he's going to school for child psychology without one pill. He did not need medication. Yeah. I, I okay, so I, I gotta talk. I gotta talk about my son for a second, because so he went through a study in, um, in, in you know, and so he was born in two thousand. I think this was in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. He he did this study, and you know they they had all but given him a diagnosis of uh, you know of, of autism and you know sort of high functioning you know Asperger's kind of thing, right? And I had to get interviewed for this, and that's how I f- find out about Asperger's is because I got interviewed for this thing, and I'm like, oh well, you know that explains a whole lot of stuff, and unfortunately. It also explained my dad, and that was a whole other, you know. So, um, but uh, it, but um, you know, and I love how my ex tried to use this as, oh, he's you know, he's he's autistic. Okay, let me let me explain what my what my boy did. My boy, my boy got really great grades in in, in high school. He graduated, you know, in, in you know, from college, and you know, and it's like he's he. The thing is, is that yeah, I mean, it's, and he quote unquote had something. She tried to say, oh, he's got you know, uh, you know, got autism. I'm like, first of all, she didn't get a, he didn't get a diagnosis, so I know better than that. And second of all, like he did okay. He held down jobs. He's you know he's graduated. He you know yeah he had some issues, and I understand that. But at the same time, like. Yeah, you learn to work with it and you move on, right? There's none of this. It's it's you know this is none of it's not a death sentence by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, you're a little different. Well, you know, and maybe if he had uh, followed my sort of dietary advice, he wouldn't he wouldn't be he, uh, at some point I had crossed his, uh, him and I were roughly the similar weight. Now I weigh less than he does, right? He now weighs what I used to weigh, I'm sure. And it's it's like okay, there's there's yeah you 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 find these things out about yourself, and it's not, not like he takes any drugs or anything. He never has, right? As far as as far as that goes he's okay right this this is all you know just because you have a condition doesn't mean you have to take drugs for it or anything you just have to know exactly and, and, and there's lots of things you can do for it i mean that that, that are that in, in terms of you know understanding that okay this is the way you are and you might need to make a couple of accommodations and whatever it's like fine but you don't need to take drugs and even my even my uh, even my daughter who doesn't necessarily have any you know who's she's she's had uh, i don't know uh you know uh, you know therapy but not a but you know hasn't and, you know the only drug i know she she's taking is birth control but as far as i know it's like yeah there's there's you know just because you ha- quote unquote have that condition doesn't mean necessarily take drugs for it and not that they would necessarily do any good anyway exactly but people are so quick to put their kids on drugs and i totally relate to what you're saying um i have a cousin um well had a cousin it's actually my cousin's son and he went through things he was a teenager he was boy teenager just going through trying to find his masculinity or whatever you know just going through teenager stuff that we all go through and his mother was very everything had to be prim and proper in a certain way and he wasn't that way he was a bit outspoken if he thought something he said it which i didn't think was a bad characteristic personally i mean i think yeah, there's a time and place for everything. Obviously, at a business dinner, you're not going to blurt out, hey, that guy's an asshole. But, <laughs> you know, he 
he didn't go with the flow. If he disagreed with what the group was saying, he's going to step forward and say, well, I don't agree with that. He was that type of person. And then because he didn't fit into his mother's social circle with her friends, he got very depressed. And they went hunting one day, supposed to be hunting, you know, the Richie way of hunting, I guess, if that makes sense to anybody out there. And he got a headache. They had put him on antidepressants, which I don't feel he needed. He was a very happy kid if he was not around his mother in that social circle. He got a headache, and he went in the tent and told his dad he's going to lay down. My cousin never woke up because of the antidepressants. It caused an adverse reaction in his body, and he had an aneurysm. Holy shit. Because of the antidepressants. The, and they had him, they started him on such a high dose. And most of the doctors were saying, no, antidepressants don't do that. They don't do that. Well, we found a doctor that went over the autopsy and said that's exactly what happened to him. Wow. He took what? Uh, an over the counter pain medication for his headache mixed with the antidepressant and. He never woke up. And that's a perfect example of they are trying to medicate our children. My cousin Christian, they tried to put him on ADHD medicine just like they did my son. I refused my son to take any of that. I said, no, I'll deal with my child. He's not going to take that. My cousin was, she had opposite beliefs than me. Okay, cool. I respect your beliefs. Her child started getting suicidal. She took him off the meds quick. She was just like, no. And now he's doing great. He graduated. He's getting married. He's in college. He's doing awesome without medication. And I'm not saying that some people don't need medication. They absolutely do. But these doctors are throwing out these medications like freaking Skittles on Halloween. And these kids don't need all these kids don't need all these medications. Try other ways. How about try spending time with your child? Try, there's just so many other ways to, to deal with that. You know, because my cousin didn't fit, fit, in, fit into, he was more like his father. He was more redneck and country and and just outgoing and real hunting. And his mother was very lawyer high society, you know, wear a tie, speak this way, do that way. And it just wasn't him. And he didn't want to be fake and act that way, you know, so you medicate him. That's crazy. But unfortunately, do you know how often we see this? That actually brings up a good point. all the time. That brings up a good point we're seeing in the chat. And I, I myself was going to ask you about what is your uh, opinion, I'll say, on marijuana as opposed to big pharma oh yeah smoke all day yeah we're, marijuana we're... helps in so many situations it helps yeah. in cancer patients it helps pain relief it helps depression epileptics it, it does it is i have epilepsy i'm gonna leave it at that It helps in so many situations. Now, you stop and look at how many people that are arrested for 
violence, for car accidents, for shootings. They were an alcoholic. They, they were an alcoholic, or they were doing crack or coke, or whatever. Yeah, it's never because when they were the stoned. Last person you seen somebody high done went and shot up a Walmart. That's what I'm saying. Unless the fucking Walmart was closed and they wanted some Doritos, right? You know, we it literally helps with anxiety, with stress. It has proven to help so many things. The only reason it's taken so long for the amount of states that have legalized it to legalize it is because they can't figure out how to profit off of it. Exactly. It's like I think we're smoking. <laughs> it helps so many people. And I absolutely 100% agree with legalizing it. And I don't know, personally, even as a parent, I'd rather my kid take Marinol, if that is the drug form of weed, for anybody that doesn't know, which I really wouldn't want them to do that because it's manufactured, but I would rather yeah, if my child best. had cancer. Yeah, if he had cancer, God forbid, you know, just anything, I would much rather my child smoke than to be taken these chemically drugs that they're just all kinds of garbage is in. Yeah. And I actually had that conversation with my oldest son within the last week because we were talking about when he was young and they had him on all these medications and he kept saying, mom, these medications are not working. And I told him, I said, you know, dude, you know, I, I know we can't go back and change things, but I, I mean, I'll say it out loud. Had I known that weed helped him, and if he had come to me and said, Mom, these meds aren't working, but smoking chronic does, I would like to think that I could have been an open-minded enough parent. You know, if I was the parent I am today as opposed to back then, my my automatic answer would have been, well, fuck the meds, give me some green. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, I would much rather have something holistic, even yeah. if it is illegal, you know, there are sometimes you have to do something bad to get the correct. But result. why is it illegal? Yeah. Alcohol is not illegal. Yeah, people and how get many deaths every day, does it cause? Cells, cause car accidents, kill people. That's not illegal. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I mean, I, okay. So as a, I mean, I joke that my parents were drunk stone hippies, and that, that by it's the way, not that, a joke. It's that, the that, truth. that is actually not a joke because they were both drunk stone hippies at one at various times. Um, I would much rather see my parents um, stoned on the holy herb versus drinking alcohol. It killed my mother. It didn't my father fortunately figured it out and what killed him was smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, but um and, and all the other stuff. They were both fairly high mileage, but um but seriously, I've never seen it. I mean, you have to the amount of the amount of the green goodness you have to smoke to be toxic. Yeah, you're going to you're going to pass out. Before you will you literally that. smoke yourself sober before you overdose on marijuana. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So absolutely. Uh, and I can totally attest to that just in personal experiences. My mom smoked and drank. But you know what? As a kid, I, I didn't grow up in a very healthy household. It was a, a very toxic, not health, not healthy household. But I can honestly say the times that she drank or, or 
they drank or whatever, I was terrified. I'd pray they smoked because when they smoked, everybody was happy. Oh, yeah. There was no fighting. There was no violence. There was no yelling. Nothing got broken. I didn't have to lock my door. Like, everything was great. Yeah. As long as you just smoke. So I am 100% for medically and emotionally 100% for the green. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And so... I think on that note, I think uh, yeah, we, we've we've kept you longer than you we were. have, yeah. and uh, so uh, so misredacted. I appreciate you uh, joining us uh, today on the uh, on the Lotus Effect, and I know we will be talking uh, privately uh, afterwards. Uh, That's so. right. We'll definitely talk behind okay. the mic. Yeah. So uh, of course. Yes. Yeah, hey, so. love you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We love you too. Thank you so much for doing the show yeah. and spreading your knowledge to our pedal heads. We hope that it has touched them the way it has touched us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so um, I think we I think it's time to end the show. So uh, how do we do that? Yeah, again? we do it like this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, and fuck you. I'm out. You're still here. It's over. Go home. Go.